Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, Nikki Cross. Now, before we dive in, I want to introduce my upcoming coaching program, Evolve. Doors are currently open. We begin on the 18th of April. There are eight spaces available that I absolutely anticipate will fill. I have absolutely no doubt that you want to make a positive impact on the world through the work that you do in your business. Evolve is here to help you do that in a way that feels good to you, creates success on your terms, and helps you cultivate conditioning within that supports your unique contribution moving forward. Head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash evolve, where I've outlined all of the information I think you need to make an informed and grounded decision as to whether you'll be taking one of the eight spaces available. In Evolve, you'll be guided not only through workshops and non-time-consuming self-reflection, but one-to-one coaching too. And because of that, before I go, I want to mention that due to Evolve having that element of one-to-one coaching in it, this will absolutely impact my one-to-one availability over the next few months. So if you've been thinking about working with me in that capacity, please contact me, keeping that in mind. I'll head into the episode now, but if you have any questions or want to sign up, please take action before the 17th of April, 23, and hopefully I'll see you in one of the eight spaces available. Well, that was new. We haven't had a podcast intro for a little while, have we? Um, Listen, I mean, as well, Evolve is going to be epic. If it's for you, if you're not sure, tlb.org.uk forward slash evolve. We start in April. There are eight spaces. I absolutely anticipate that they will fill. And I'm wondering, is one of those spaces going to be yours? That's what I'm wondering. If you're not sure, message me. I'll give you all the information that you need to make an informed and well-rounded, grounded decision. Let's get into today's episode though. Oh, by the way, hello. Welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross. Today, I want to talk to you about why you're so fucking scared of failure and the costs of avoiding it and what to do about it. That is what we're going to be talking about today. So I Googled it. The first thing I did, uh, but by the way, these are my favorite topics because these are, this is the lake that I swim in every day when I'm serving my clients. It all comes down to what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. So no spoilers here. But anyway, I Googled it. I thought this is going to be really interesting to see what Google says. Here's what Google says. I typed in the question, why am I so afraid of failure? And here is what Google had to say. Shame. Shame. The fear of failure often stems from a fear of experiencing shame or embarrassment. Failing can trigger feeling worthlessness. So avoiding trying in the first place can sometimes serve as a way to protect the self from disappointment, regret, and sadness. Let me read that again. Failing can trigger feelings of worthlessness. So avoiding in, avoiding trying in the first place can sometimes serve as a way to protect the self from disappointment, regret, and sadness. And I was like, yeah, Google, you're right. coming away from Google's definition. Something that I've been working on in my own business over the last six months, I'd say full on, is acknowledging where I was still trying to not fail. And I don't, by the way, I don't think this is once and done. I think that we just continually um, develop our tolerance with the feelings that surround failure. I'm going to talk a lot about this in today's episode. 
But I can definitely look back over the last six months of real full on inner work. And I can see where I'm still trying to make my parents proud. I can, by the way, if you're new here, both of my parents have passed. So that doesn't even logically make sense. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in today's episode. I can see where I'm still trying to avoid the judgment of other people. And I can still, I can still see where I am dodging failure by not really fully putting myself out there. I actually spoke about that in today's um, hour one with the Thrive First Method members. This thing that we do of like teetering on the edge of what we really want to share, what we really want to do, because we won't fully step into it because exactly what Google said, we're avoiding trying in the first place that can serve as a way to protect, in inverted commas, ourselves from disappointment, regret and sadness and shame and embarrassment and all the fucking things. So, <laughs> so that has been, for me, I can see it's been coming out in business in a business sense and how willing I have felt to be authentically me in business. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But I really want to dig into that in this episode and unpack some of what you guys have shared with me over on Instagram when I asked the question, how do inherited beliefs show up in business for you? Because honestly, this was probably the most answered question box I have ever had over on Instagram. So I'm going to share some of that in today's episode. We're going to head into, in this episode, we're going to head into why are you so scared of failure? What are the costs of avoiding failure? And how can you use your experiences in life and in business to build your tolerance for failure and judgment from others? They're the three things that I really, they're the three bullet points anyway that I've got to cover off with you in this episode. So let's dive in. Why are you, oh, what was that noise? Oh, hang on. I've just had a bing a bong from my computer and it's reminding me of something. Have I forgotten that I need to be somewhere? <laughs> Ah, no, it's reminding me to record this podcast. So we're right on time. Thank you, Google Calendar. So why are you so scared of failure? Let's start there. Do you know what? I am buzzing to be discussing this in this episode because most people think it's just a them thing. So want the first takeaway for you, strap in. In under five minutes, you've got your first takeaway. Let's go. First takeaway for you in this episode is it's not a you thing. That is genuinely what I find on my client calls. And my client calls, by the way, my one-to-one work, it's typically with business owners who've got established businesses and they have got to a place where they want to make some deep inner transformational work because they know that that's going to be the platform upon which their next level in business is born from. And I find on my client calls, every single person that I speak to thinks it's just them. It's a them problem. It's a them thing that there must be something inherently wrong with them. They must be innately, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the right way to say it. Um, they're not able to put themselves out there in ways that they want to. And they sort, they sort of give off this inner understanding that they've developed with themselves, that it just must be them, that no one else must feel a kind of dread that they feel as big as they feel it. And firstly, that's not true. There's your takeaway. We all do in different ways though. And that's what I want to address here. Why? Why does this fear of failure and judgment from others matter so much to us? And in a way, I think Google's right. It is shame. The fear of failure often stems from a fear of experiencing shame and embarrassment. And it's like a hypothetical 
fear of shame and embarrassment because we haven't even done the thing that is intimidating us. It's just we're playing it out in our own minds. It can trigger feelings of worthlessness. So we do try and avoid things and we do try and protect ourselves. But in that, and that is a real in inverted commas, protecting ourselves. I've done a whole episode on this. I'll try and link it in the show notes if I can find. In fact, I'm going to pause the episode here. I'm going to try and find it first so that I can refer to it. Bear with I think it's episode 119. I think it's either episode 119, maybe, or it could be episode 129, or it might be neither of them. Either way, they're both good lessons. Anyway, back to the point. (laughs) Back to the point. It's not protection. It feels like protection because we're protecting ourselves from this awful hypothetical outcome of shame and embarrassment from failure and from judgment from others. And and that is where I want to start here. Who are others? Who are they? Shame from who? Embarrassment from who? Because when my clients say to me, I'm just scared of what they'll think. And that obviously is said with different words every single time, yeah? But it, that's the message, right? I'm scared of what they'll think. What about them? That's not how they do it. The answer to this always gets me excited because that's the time where we explore who are they? The them that has been living in your head rent-free and holding you back from all of the things that could be actualized that would just be wonderful in your inner and your outer worlds. The costs of self-doubt, the costs of avoiding failure and avoiding judgment from them is enormous. All of the businesses not started, all of the important questions left unasked, all of the talents just wasted, gone unused, all of the ideas not shared. All like to me, I just, it makes me sad. It makes me sad. It makes me energetic. It makes me angry. It makes me all of the things. And so that's why I want to ask you these questions like, who are they? Who are they that are living in your head rent-free, that are holding you back from doing what you want to do, that are making you not prioritize what you want or what you need to help you to thrive, that are making you feel wrong for doing things your little weird-ass way? That them, the them that lives in your head. And that's, like I say, that's an exciting time for me because what I feel like me and my client have just done when they talk about them and what they'll think, I feel like we've just found a door together and we're going to open that door and we're going to walk in together and shine. We've got hold of a candle and we're going to start wandering around this very dark room and we're going to step by step shine a light on who they are because they're all in that room. It's like in my head, the way I talk about it with my one-to-one clients is, there's lots of like departments that live inside of you. <laughs> One of the departments is the, I don't know, we call it like health and safety maybe department, but they're not like the shit. They're not really health and safety. They're just there to keep you safe. And inside that room are all of the they, all of the them. And they're all trying to keep you safe in inverted commas, but it's not really safe. They're just trying to avoid your ego from probably getting hurt. And when we walk around that room together, we can see that the people in that room normally are parents and people that you've been raised by. 
people in positions of authority or perceived authority, you know, like um, bosses and stuff like that. Peers, what will my friends think? What will my potential clients and customers think? What will my family think? What will my friends who follow me on Instagram think who never ever message me, but they're always the first to look at my stories? But them also might not sound specific. Them, the the them, I'm scared of what they will think. Them could be just standards that you feel like have an invisible hold on you. You know, when we're walking around this dark room together and we're shining a light on who it, who it is that lives inside you that is holding you back, the them that you're so held back by, it might just be standards that you feel have an invisible hold on you, like how you've been raised both personally and professionally from a standards perspective. It might be standards that you believe you're expected to uphold as a woman or in your culture or as a mum. It could be standards around how, how, you literally how you do things. So as an example, like one person to my um, Instagram question box messaged me and said, well, the inherited belief that I have, from, and, it, and it did derive from their parents, was I feel like if I don't get it done quickly, it wasn't done right. It's got to be done effectively and in a rush or it's a fail. And I, I believe that that's causing this person to not actually enjoy themselves in business. It's sucking the joy out of business for them because everything's got to be done in a rush. Everything's got to be efficient. And that's, that's how they've been raised. Or it simply could just be you know, societally, culturally, how you feel you're expected to be or do or have. And all of this said, we take that candle. It's not a glaring spotlight. We just walk steadily around the room with our flame and we carry it around that room to shine a light on who them might be for you. And in doing that, we start to see what is conditioning and what is your truth. And slowly over time, step by step, we start inviting those thems to, to leave the room and make space for new standards and new ways of being that are more suited to what feels good and aligned and right and empowering for you. So it's it's basically like saying we we spot your conditioning, we see where your conditioning is holding you back and we start to create change from within. And before we leave this point, I'd love to invite you listening to this episode to start thinking about this for yourself. It's a, it's not an easy one because you have been with you. Think about your age, right? And think about how long you have been with you. That's how long you've been with you. <laughs> it's quick maths. And the reason that I point that out is it's not going to be easy to identify, right? So for, I'll give you an example. For me, um, okay, a great example here was I thought even on the months that revenue was great in my business, I thought that I was failing because I had been brought up on the belief that from, by the way, from the way I was raised personally and the way I was raised professionally, I've been brought up on the belief that growth and um, success is linear. It doesn't go up and down. So even on the months where I've had a good chunk of money in my business bank account, revenue has been fine. It's not been amazing, but it's been fine. Even on those months, I've been feeling like a failure because it's always the case that, you know, you go, you, you've got your salary and your salary increases year on year. And it's the same every single month. And one year you're going to be on 55K and the next year you're going to be on 60 and the next year you're going to be on 65. And that's what success looks like. Not when you're fucking self-employed, it doesn't. 
<laughs> like that's not my experience at all. And so it it sort of was brought to my attention because even on the months where I was like, hang on a minute, I'm literally covering my own costs. I'm actually doing fine. And I'm backed up by savings in my business bank account. Why do I feel like I'm failing? Why do I feel like this is wrong? Why do I feel? And I was like, oh shit, this is a belief. This is a standard of being that's living in that dark room and causing me to feel like a failure even when I'm not. And that's why I'm giving you that point so that you can see that it's not going to be easy for you to identify this. But before we leave this point, I'm inviting you to start thinking about this for yourself. Who might be living in your mind, in your safety department, rent-free, upholding standards that you must meet or else, or else you're a failure or else other people are going to judge you. For me, like I say, one of the biggies, it was wanting to make my parents proud and I, I, I'm going to say it out loud in this episode for everyone to hear, even for my parents, if there is some sort of realm in which they can sense the energy from this episode. And I'm going to state it. I don't want to make my parents proud anymore. Many of you who listen to these podcast episodes, you know, both of my parents passed. My mum passed when I was around, I think, 31 and my dad when I think around 35. Um, and I'm, I think I'm 37 in August. Anyway, roughly, they're the timelines. Um, I don't do time. And one of the things around losing them showed me how much I was trying to make them proud and how much that was holding me back in business. And I'm not talking in little ways. I'll give you some examples. The one around steady income, no room for fluctuating months, which inherently is how my business works. So even when I was doing okay, it never felt like I was doing okay. And by the way, before I leave that point, that fucking one is also backed up by this capitalist concept that success means consistency on a linear upward trajectory. Wrong. <clears throat> Wrong. I unsubscribe and I support myself in daily unsubscribing to that. The other thing, I'll give you another example. By the way, my parents were epic people. This is not me, particularly if you're one of my sisters listening to this episode. I am not pointing the finger at mum and dad here saying shame on you how dare you have instilled these things into into me i genuinely believe that all of these things have served me up until this point but it's time for me to own my life and my beliefs and my conditioning that i want to cultivate moving forward and therefore i'm going to have to let go of some of the conditioning that has been cultivated within me without my consent that so i'm not blaming my parents here nor should you everyone's doing the best with their own conditioning right? The other thing that I definitely was raised with, both again from my parents and also my um, friends and family and also professionally, is work ethic over everything. Work ethic over everything. I remember um, when I was getting married and I was training to have my body in a certain way for my wedding, I remember listening to a, don't, know if podcasts were a big thing in 2010 but it was like it must have been like a I don't know like a YouTube audio something it was with Will Smith and he was talking about how if I'm on a treadmill next to the next to a person they're never gonna outrun me I'm gonna stay on that treadmill and I and I subscribe to that like I was when I say I subscribe to it I was like entrenched in that mentality I will be here before you and I will leave after you despite it impacting my well-being, despite everything that it's doing to my health and well-being. Despite anything, I will work the hardest. I will show you that I am deserving of my success because I will put the time and effort in. 
That's how I've been raised. And by the way, culturally, I am born from a generation who literally exchanged time for money. They literally had to work hours in order to put food on the table. So again, this isn't about blame. This isn't about shaming anyone. This is about looking at the conditioning that served a different generation and then turning back into your own life and going, but does that serve me now? And if it doesn't, what can I cultivate that is different? Notice that language, cultivate, not believe like it's a once and done pop. I've just put that into my room and now it exists within me. Like it's going to take learning and unlearning and for me to cultivate new beliefs within myself, you too. So, so handing over to you before we move on in this episode, it's like, what is it that you are carrying as beliefs and conditioning that has been cultivated within you? For example, that work ethic over everything. What What is it for you that has been cultivated? And how can you start to unlearn, let go and cultivate new conditioning for yourself that helps you? Not only helps you succeed in inverted commas, in financial terms, in status, in business, in those ways, but succeed on your terms. What does success look like for you? Define that. And then what conditioning, what beliefs can you be operating with that will be supportive as you move forward to how you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to create? That. And before we move away from all of that, it's like all of that considered, can you see why it's pretty fair play that we are so fucking shit scared of failure? It's like one of the things that I see with my own clients is they recognize all of this. And then on top of all of that, they give themselves shit for being scared of failure. And it's like, no, it's completely reasonable that you're so scared of failure. It's completely normal and understandable. Doesn't just because you give yourself grace doesn't mean that you're going to be like, um, like, do you ever get that where, well, I do, I see it in my clients. One of the things that when they, when they sort of attempt to give themselves grace, which often looks like, yeah, I don't want to keep cultivating that within myself, but I can give myself understanding as to why I've been operating that way. It's almost like they feel like if they're not harder on themselves, they won't change. That's not true. Not true. That is absolutely, by the way, something that we will be covering in Evolve. That's one of the first things that we will be covering in Evolve is how you've been evolving up until this point and whether that evolving for you has always come from a mean voice, a get your shit together kind of voice, you know? So yeah, give yourself grace. Moving on. What are the costs of avoiding it? And to be honest, like, when I was preparing for this episode, I was like, oh my God, this could be a long ass episode. If I attempted to talk about all of the costs of avoiding failure and all of the costs of avoiding other people's judgment, um, yeah, it would be long. But I'm going to give you three examples that I see coming up the most frequently and having the biggest impact with my own clients. Um, it's like the ones that I'm going to mention I've drawn a little flame next to them and I know exactly what I meant when I drew that little flame. What I meant was I see these three as having the biggest impact on people's flame. So in my own clients, I, what I see is there is a flame there and we we talk over Zoom, right? So I can see their faces and I can see when their flame 
is burning really bright. It's when they're talking about something that they really believe in or they're really passionate about or they really feel compelled by or lit up by or you know what I mean when your eyes go more sparkly and it's it's burning because they want to connect to it and the costs of avoiding failure and rejection and and other people's judgment is that that flame is like died down a little bit. It's like, it feels like, oh, it's there, but I can't connect to it because it's only burning really tiny. So let me, let me just give you the three. First one I see is overthinking and chasing perfectionism. The impacts of this one are fucking huge, not only in creating what you want in your life and in your business, but in terms of your inside, like your energy and your self-esteem, overthinking and chasing perfectionism I see it playing out in my clients like exhaustion because it's like they're on a hamster wheel. They're trying so hard. They're chasing to get it right and avoid judgment. That And they're putting so much of their energy and effort into it just being just right and just treading so, so carefully through life, through business and overthinking everything and trying to make things just so that they're just fucking drained they're exhausted. And that perpetuates itself, like that hamster wheel that I talked about, it perpetuates itself because you can never ever, two things, you can never ever get it just perfect, so perfect that you can completely avoid failure and perfection and and, um, judgment. And the second thing is on your way to chasing perfectionism and in overthinking all of that, you're not going to be producing your authentic work. You're going to be producing what you think the world wants from you. And in doing that, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to shine in in the way that only you can shine. That's why, by the way, if you listen to these episodes as opposed to my episodes from 100 episodes ago, I do not edit myself anymore. And for some of you, you'll switch off because you're like, I don't like the pauses. I don't like the arms. I don't like this. And I don't like, that's fine. But when I'm on a one-to-one coaching call with you, this is what it's going to be like. So I would rather you experience me in all of, with all of my flaws, because this is what it's really like. And so if I censor myself out and edit myself down and, you know, do all of those things, then I'm going to, not be presenting my true me. And I think that that's what we do when we're chasing perfectionism, when we're overthinking things. We put so much time and energy into avoiding failure and avoiding judgment that we don't really shine in our truest expression. And by the way, we're fucking exhausted. When I put a podcast episode out there, it literally takes me the amount of time that I've recorded it for. So whatever the, the length of the episode maybe five minutes prep before where I've been bullet pointing my ideas and then maybe 10 minutes after the episode to write down the show notes and copy and paste some links in. That's it. Whereas previously I would write almost like a script, almost like all the things that I wanted to cover, making sure I don't miss anything out, making sure I don't sound like a complete tit. And then I would record it and then I would go back and listen to it and edit it down. Fuck that shit. And that's not because I don't care. I really care but I care more about the messages that I'm getting out there to you than I do in this being perfect. And I know fine well that the clients who resonate with this, the people who actually fucking pay me to work with me will care much more about me getting these messages out than they do 
the, it being perfect. And I know that because when we work together and I'm we're voice noting each other backwards and forwards, they absolutely do not mind if I have to go around the houses to make the point to them because they do the same. They're not perfect either. They don't want perfect from me because they don't want me to uphold perfection for them. That. And even, even, by the way, fucking hell, rant, before I finish this point, even your version of perfectionism that you're tracing is someone else's shit. Get, get your head around that. The, the perfection that you're chasing and the overthinking that you're doing in order to meet that perfectionism is someone else's version of a bit shit. Because we, it's all subjective, right? Unless it's binary, like a maths equation, you get it right or wrong. Everything else, it's subjective. It's to taste, right? You could put salt and pepper in your meal and it can be perfect for you and taste amazing for you. But that's just a little bit too much for the next person. That. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I need to decompress. How are you? Are you okay? Have I just gone off on one? Was that a lot? I'll rein it in a little bit. The second way, the next way that I see it showing up, the costs of avoiding um, failure and judgment, by the way, the next way I see it showing up is not even stepping so far, not even trying, not you're not even going as far as to chase perfectionism, as to overthink, as to make everything perfect because you're staying nice and small, nice and still, so nobody will notice that you're there. You blend in, you don't really stand for anything because the smaller you make yourself, the less likely you are to stand out. And the less you stand out, the less criticized you can be. There are clients that I work with in industries that require them to stand out, that require them to show their creative expression, not only through their work, but through themselves. And the way I see them the costs that I see to them avoiding failure and avoiding the judgment from other people is not even trying. Literally what Google said at the beginning of the episode, not even trying. And even further than, than not even trying, just being a bit bland. And I don't mean that my clients are bland. I mean that they're trying to be bland and not stand out so that they don't fail, so that they don't be seen so that they don't be criticized. And so again, like handing over to you, if you're doing that, if you can relate to that, if you're like fucking hell, yeah, like there are ways that I'm not even trying. I've got to-do list after to-do list and I'm not even really scratching the surface of what I could be doing. That's probably a lot less about the time that you've got. You're probably convincing yourself that it's all about, well, when I've got enough time, it's probably not having anything to do with having enough time and so much more to do with. But if you did those things, it would it would mean that you'd be noticed. It would mean that you would stand for something and someone could disagree with you. It would mean that you would put yourself out there and someone somewhere could go, that's shit, your shit, and criticize you. And I'm handing over to you the costs of you doing that Oh, like it honestly burns a fire in my belly. The costs of you doing that mean that whatever your unique contribution is, that you listening, you and me are here right now. You are the one with the headphones in or this playing out your car speakers. You are the one and only you know the costs of you holding back in this way. And it fucking pisses me off. Because not all of this is your fault, but it is absolutely your responsibility. 
I'll say that again. Not all of this is your fault, but it is absolutely your responsibility. I'm going to read to you from the sales page of Evolve because there's something that I've said on there that even if you don't join me in Evolve, it starts in April, I absolutely want you to hear this from me. This is lifelong work. You are with you forever. So my objective and my promise is simple. During Evolve, you'll learn about your current self, your conditioning and your true self, and you'll develop yourself, your your sense of self-acceptance, your discernment in business, your belief and attitude towards yourself, regardless of what's going on out there. The benefits that you will draw from this work will outlast the program of Evolve. You will draw on this work for the rest of your life. I could say the same thing about these episodes, the exact same thing about these episodes. You are with you forever as long as you are alive. And so the, the the point that I'm trying to get at here is once you start waking up to all of this stuff, once you see this, you can't unsee it. It lives within you. It's like, for me, it's like someone's unlocked something that when I listen to my own podcasts, um, as in like, I yes, I listen back to my own episodes. I also need to hear this stuff too. I'm still learning this, even though I'm speaking the words and other people's episodes. I and read books and taking resources. I am always feeling like someone's just unlocked something in me. And I, I'm a true believer in that, by the way. The right person, the right coach, the right trainer, the right book, the right fucking podcast, whatever it is, it will come in and it will land in your life just at the right time and it will resonate and it will it will open a door in your departments within yourself and it will shine a light on something that makes you go, shit, wow, I've just seen something I can't unsee. Now what? That, that's what I want for you always, not just in this moment in time, right? Always, because you are always evolving you're always with you. Anyway, I've gone on a real tangent there. Let me bring it back. So last way, the last, so I'm talking about the costs of avoiding failure and judgment, aren't I? The last way, so that, that, that one that I've just talked about, being very small, staying very still, blending in, not standing out, that. And then the last one is you actually start believing that you're shit. This is, this is a huge cost huge cost because it's no longer now just, uh, um, I'm behaving in this way and I can see I'm behaving in this way. It's now an entrenched belief. You spend so much time and so much energy avoiding judgment and failure that you actually start building an evidence bank of memories to back that up. It's like a vicious cycle in the end because you stay away from anything that could put you in the firing line of failure and judgment. And then you give yourself evidence through your avoidance that you can't do things. And that just loops round and round until it's a deeply firmed up belief and you just accept it as part of who you are. And it lives within you unquestioned. So as opposed to you seeing that actually it's fucking normal for you to feel intimidated by this. It's normal for you to be worried about their judgment. It's normal. I'm not saying it's right, right? I'm just saying it's normal. It's normal for you to be scared that you might fail here. But still, with that honesty with yourself, still continue to take the steps and give yourself the support that you need to take those steps. Instead of all of that, you just go, no, I'm shit. I can't do that. I don't do things like that because I'm shit. You start believing because you've got evidence that you're not very good, that you're not good enough to take the steps. And the costs to that 
go way beyond external success, external doing things. It's more now about your in your inner world, who you believe you are, how worthy you believe you are of creating in your life and creating in your business and how it, it sort of generates this feeling that I see in some of my clients when they come to me for the first time, which is, I feel like I'm just going through the motions of life. I feel like I'm existing, but I don't feel like I'm leading in my own life. That's how it feels. And that's costly for many, for obvious ways. Now, not only are these things obviously going to have a significant impact on your inner world, some examples, by the way, that I got on Instagram, I'm reading from a list here, are exhaustion from chasing perfection, overthinking leading to not being present with my people, my family, my friends, low-key anxiety and dwindling self-belief, the general feeling of just not being good enough. This one, by the way, was a biggie for those com who completed the question box. They couldn't really quantify how it impacted their life. It was more of a it leaks into every aspect of my life, both inside of me, in my personal life and in business, which obviously holds them back from going after what they really want or even admitting to themselves what they really want. And so I'm conscious of how long this episode is. So I'm, I'm gonna start wrapping this up by moving into how can you use your experiences in life and business to build your tolerance for failure and judgment of others. I'm going to say that again. The question here for you to contemplate, I'm going to give you a little bit on this, but for you to contemplate is how can you use your experiences in life and business to build your tolerance for failure and judgment from others? Because that, if that's the thing that we're avoiding here, then I want to put across to you, how can I build my tolerance for that? And you can see here in the language here, in the language that I'm using, this isn't like a, what can I do? What course can I take? What one thing can I do? Where does the book stop? No, this is what can you practice? And I want to give it to you in four ways. I want to give you four things to take away so that you can start to be with yourself more consciously as you go, as you navigate life and business literally daily and see how your experiences that you're having, this doesn't need to take any more time, just more of a conscious intention of being, of raising your self-awareness here as you navigate your normal life, your normal business and seeing how you can increase your tolerance for failure and judgment from others. And the first four ways that I want to give to you, and then I'm going to wrap the episode up. The first is how do you see yourself? Because whether you know it or not, you have definitely built up a picture of who you are, which has been shaped largely by conditioning. You've heard it in this episode of who you think you should be, right? And my question to you here in terms of how you see yourself is, can do you see yourself as someone who should be a certain way? Otherwise, something awful will happen, hypothetically even. And therefore, how is that holding you back? And therefore... How can you use your experiences to develop tolerance based on how you see yourself? I.e., can you be more open to making mistakes? Can you support yourself? Do you Can you start to see yourself as deserving support as you navigate life and business in an imperfect way? That. Number two, who you are in business. Who you believe yourself to be and who you think you should be in business shows up in the way you spend your time, 
in your decision making and in how willing and supported you you are to make mistakes and so much more. And again, in business, can you send the email without checking it five times? Can you post on Instagram if you've got your own business and it requires you to market and put yourself out there? Can you can you put yourself out there in a way that is less censored? Can you support yourself as you make mistakes and show up imperfectly? Can you assess who you've been trying to be? How many people you've been trying to please? And can you develop more honesty with yourself so that you can navigate your business in a more intentional way and feel more supported by yourself in going after things that will require you to fail? That is makes it normal for you to fail, by the way. And going into that, how you perceive, number three, how you perceive yourself will literally leak out in who you be in business. And that is the language in your emails. That is how visible you are online and in your network. And what I want for you is to ask yourself, how can I supportively guide myself to take ownership of who I authentically am without having to change my tone, change my language, change what I look like in order to feel like I'm worthy of showing up? That. How can I do that for myself? And lastly, and most importantly, when it comes to using your life and business experiences to build your tolerance for failure and judgment from others, how are you treating yourself? How are you treating yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? How are you using your resources like time, like energy, like money, both infinite and finite resources? How are you using your resources to treat yourself? And I don't mean like treat yourself like treat yourself. I mean, how, literally, how are you treating yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? How do you treat yourself when you make mistakes? How do you treat yourself when you do something that you're proud of? Literally navigating everything from adversity to success, conflict to compliments, uncertainty to progress. You need to actively develop the practice of speaking to yourself and treating yourself with positive regard. Can you start to develop that within yourself from this episode? Can you start to develop that within yourself? And doing that over time will develop your tolerance from rejection from others and failure and making mistakes because you are on your own team. And by the way, some of the stuff that I've just gone through with you, they are the core pillars of the work that we're going to be doing inside of Evolve. So if that's spoken to you and you want to be supported in this work, please, I encourage, I'm encouraging you to go and have a look, tlb.org.uk forward slash evolve. It is a mix, right, of group supported work and one-to-one work. It's nothing like anything else I have ever done in my business before. And I believe that the mix of the way I'm going to be delivering this and the things that we're going to be working through together is powerful, really powerful. And, and it will be ongoing work and it will not solve all of your issues. And there's an and there, right? I'm going to do a whole episode on Evolve, so I'm not going to take that any further, but I really do hope that you've got what you needed, what you came for in this episode today when it comes to your relationship with making mistakes, with failure, with fucking up, and with judgment from them. I hope that you have had some revelations in this episode today. If you have, DM me. I am always open to hearing what they are. And if you need to hear it again, play this episode as many times as you need to. 
I often find when I listen to podcasts or anything like that, based on where I'm at, I will hear different things. That's why, by the way, there are some books that I will read over and over again because from one time that I read that book to the next time I changed as a person, I was going through different life experiences and business experiences. So you take different things, right? The last thing that I want to say is you sharing these episodes with colleagues, with friends, with family, whoever, honestly, I cannot thank you enough because when you share these episodes, firstly, you're sharing them because you enjoy them. You're sharing them because you get value from them and you're sharing them with other people that you think might also benefit from them too. That is the way I want to cultivate my audience. I don't run ads. I don't pay for ads. There's nothing wrong with it, by the way. I just don't do it. I'm not saying I never will. I just don't. I like to cultivate my audience really organically. And so if you are someone who is sharing these episodes, either privately on WhatsApp, sharing the links or on Instagram, on LinkedIn, out loud, loud and proud. Tag me, by the way, so I can see it and thank you. But I'm just grateful and I want to say that to you before you go. Thank you so much. It means the world and it's doing a job and I appreciate it. So without further ado, I'm going to wrap the episode up here. Hope you've got what you came for. I hope this resonated. I hope it's been powerful for you and I will look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Please, please never forget, I really am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.